0: Here's a question. Do you feel that your life consists of solving one problem after another, and that if you could just get all of your problems solved once and for all, then you would be set, and life could finally be what you want? You could at last be happy without any worries. Actually, this is not true. We don't really want a life without problems. What we really want is to have higher quality problems. Welcome to The Power Podcast, the podcast designed to empower you with the knowledge and energy to power up your life, break through barriers, focus through distraction, achieve your dreams, and live the life you were meant to live. I'm your host, Malia Warner, and our 2020 theme is Power Perspective. This year, we are finding power to change by seeing things in a new way. Today is episode 96, The Power of Problems. Hey, my friend. Welcome. How are you doing? I am really glad you're here today. Thank you for taking the time to tune in. Today's episode is going to give you a brand new break out of the box perspective about problems. The goal for today's episode is that you leave seeing your problems in a new way. That one, you will actually feel excited and energized by problems, like bring them on. I got this. Bring them on. Two, that you will understand that problems are just situations. They're neither good nor bad, just situations. And three, that you will be able to discern the difference between a power problem and a fear problem. So the overall intention for today's episode is that you leave feeling empowered by your problems. Before we dive into the power of problems, I need to take a second for some announcements because January 7th marks the two-year anniversary and 100th episode of this podcast. So we have some exciting things coming up and I want you to know about and be ready to take advantage of all of these things. We have four episodes left for our 2020 season in December. Today's episode is The Power of Problems. It's our last power perspective principle for the year. Next week's episode I am going to share thoughts and perspectives on podcasting since I've been pursuing this endeavor for the past two years. If you have ever toyed with the idea of doing a podcast, or if you're just interested in some behind-the-scenes perspective about what producing a weekly podcast is like, This is an episode you will want to catch. I will be sharing the good, the bad, the ugly, how the podcast has helped me, ways that it's been kind of a bugger, and uh, everything in between. Episode 98 comes out the week of Christmas, and during Christmas time, I love to share fun Christmas stories that you can listen to alone or with your family. And this year, my family is jumping behind the microphone with me to share some of our Warner family Christmas stories. And then episode 99, the last episode of the year, this is your chance to jump behind the microphone with me. This will be our highlight reel, episode 99. We are going to look back on the previous 98 episodes and talk about favorite episodes, the most downloaded episodes, and I want you to nominate your favorite episode. And the best way to do this is to reply to the Monday message email and tell me which episode or episodes stand out to you most from the past two years. What episode was your biggest aha? Is there a story that has stayed with you the most? What were some of your favorite takeaways? I want to hear from you, and I might be reaching out to some of you to record your answers so that we can hear you in your own voice. So when you get the Monday message email, please take a minute and reply. Let me know what your favorite aha or takeaway has been. Nominate your favorite episode. And a big thank you to those of you who have already sent me an email and let me know. Our next announcement is that in January, our 100th episode will be the introduction for the 2021 theme and format. I'm going to talk a lot more about this in detail in the future. But let me just say there will be a new theme, new cover art, and even a new title or a clarified title. Sometimes I still refer to this as Power Principles, or I just call it the Power Podcast. Some people think that I work for an electric company, so we'll have a clarified title. But mostly it will be an upgraded format that is going to 10 times what you get out of these episodes. I know that it's an investment of your time and mental energy when you show up to listen. And I have been thinking and pondering and plotting and planning for how to make this podcast experience be more than something you listen to for 30 minutes and then go on with your life, which I don't think you do. From your messages and your feedback, I know that you take what you hear on this podcast and you apply it. I'm getting a better feel for who you are as my listeners, and I know that you are learners. You value education, you value service and impact and influence, and you desire to evolve and grow and change and become more of your best true self. With that in mind, my goal, as I've planned the content for 2021, has been to create an experience that maximizes the growth results that you get out of the time you spend here. And without going into detail today, can I just say it's going to be so cool. It is going to be more than listening. I mean, it will be listening to a podcast, but it is going to be more than that. From the podcast next year, you are going to feel better and even the structure of your brain is going to change. You are literally going to become smarter. You will, over each episode, actually rewire neural pathways in your brain so that you can accomplish tasks faster, make decisions with more confidence, open creative channels in your brain for inspiration. You'll be able to stick with good habits, become a finisher, And most important, feel happier, more peaceful, more fulfilled. And it's also going to be a wrinkle smoother and hair conditioner and will cure bad breath. (laughs) Just kidding about the wrinkles and the bad breath. But I am excited to follow this podcast series for myself and do the action steps. It's designed to be a progressive 12-month course with the purpose that you and me on December 31st of 2021 will be better, happier, stronger versions of us than the 2020 versions, even though we're really great right now, we are. You're awesome, I'm awesome, and we will be even awesomer after our 12-month podcast course next year. And I will be doing it right along with you. So watch for more information for that to come. I actually have an introductory video to show you how it will all work. Okay, last announcement. Can you handle one more? Last announcement is, are you looking for a great gift for Christmas for a woman that you love or for yourself? The book Lies of the Magpie is a fantastic Christmas gift. It will be on sale on Amazon for the month of December. I think it's $15. You can get the print. I think the hardcover is discounted on Amazon. Amazon this month as well. There's the Kindle version. What's super awesome for December is that Lies of the Magpie has just come out in audiobook and is available on Audible. So if you are already an Audible member, you can go listen to Lies of the Magpie absolutely free. If you want an awesome Christmas gift for a busy mom in your life, you can gift an Audible membership. When you go to Audible, there's a little button over by the checkout, by the cart that says more options. Click on more options and it will give you instructions. You can give a three month membership, a sixth month, 12 month membership. And that's like giving a library of audiobooks to someone. So that also makes a great gift. If you sign up right now, you get a free 30 day trial of Audible And you get Lies of the Magpie for free when you choose it as your first book. If you decide to join Audible for yourself or gift it, please use my link from the show notes and Audible gives me a referral bonus and then you're like double gifting. It's double dipping gifting. Awesome. All right, enough announcements, so I'm not going to say anything about ratings and reviews except to say thank you to those who have taken the time to leave reviews and ratings for either this podcast or for Lies of the Magpie. I do read them, everyone, and they mean so much, so thank you. Okay, a lot of exciting things happening here for December and for the coming new year. But let's get on to today's topic, the power of problems. Since our 2020 theme has been power perspective, and it's all about changing perspectives, let's examine what we used to think about problems. I think this is what we all commonly think about problems. So our old thinking takes on the dictionary definition of a problem as being a matter or a situation regarded as unwelcome or harmful or wrong and needing to be overcome. So our old thinking was, problems aren't good. We don't want problems. Also, our old thinking sometimes spilled over into the belief that, well, if we have problems, then we must be doing something wrong. Either we made a bad decision at some point, or we weren't righteous enough, and so God is punishing us for this. It's important to dispel these false beliefs because they can limit our ability to face and solve problems. So our old thinking was, I wish my life didn't have problems. Our new thinking today is, I want problems. I just want higher quality problems. There are three aspects to this perspective change that we'll talk about today. Number one is the why I can hear you saying, what you're telling me I'm going to want problems. How does that work? Trust me, I'm telling you when you understand the why, then your problems can actually become empowering to you. You can feel energized from facing your problems. Number two, the second aspect of this is being able to understand that problems are just situations. And number three, the third aspect is being able to discern power problems from fear problems. Being able to discern low quality from high quality problems. And I have several stories and examples to really help us to be able to grasp this perspective shift today. Okay, number one, let's talk about the why. Why in the world would I say we want problems? Here's the reason. Here's the why. Our brain is designed to solve problems. Our human brains need to stay busy. If our brain isn't stimulated, if our brain isn't challenged enough, then it will create problems just so that it has something to work out. If we aren't providing our brains with enough healthy challenges, our brains will create problems. Our brains will drum up drama. And believe me, you want the challenges that you choose, not the default ones that you attract from a lack of challenging yourself. This is especially true with children. A lot of misbehavior comes from being bored or understimulated. Are you seeing this with COVID, with the lack of sports and extracurricular activities? There's a lot of boredom and understimulation. And there are challenges that arise from that because our brains need healthy things to gnaw on. It's not good for our brains to be bored. So why we want problems is that we want to welcome healthy growth challenges. And so our goal needs to be providing our brain with enough healthy growth challenges and problems so that it doesn't drum up unnecessary problems life is not supposed to just be easy we are here for human growth and that means having some challenging experiences so number one why do we want problems because our brains need to be challenged our brains crave growth And learning and problems are the fuel of growth and learning if they're good healthy problems and we'll talk about those more in number three number two it's important to understand that problems are just situations when we lived in Arizona we had good friends that they were cool as cucumbers their ceiling could fall in on a Saturday morning and they would probably just look up and say oh Our ceiling just fell in. I'll get the dustpan and dumpster and you run to Lowe's for some more shingles. They just seemed to handle anything that came up. No drama. They didn't question why God was punishing them. Sometimes ceilings just cave in and you clean it up and go on with life. Their attitude toward problems is epitomized by one of my favorite stories. So it's a Taoist story, and maybe you've heard of it before. It tells of an old farmer who had worked his crop for many years, and one day his horse ran away. Upon hearing the news, his neighbors came to visit and said, oh, such bad luck. And the farmer just said, maybe. But the next morning, the horse returned, bringing with it three other wild horses. And so then the neighbor said, how wonderful. And the farmer said, maybe. Then the next day, his son tried to ride one of the untamed horses and was thrown and broke his leg. So the neighbors again came to offer their sympathy on his misfortune. But the farmer said, maybe. The day after that, military officials came to the village to draft young men into the army. Seeing that the son's leg was broken, they passed him by. The neighbors congratulated the farmer on how well things had turned out. And the farmer said, Maybe. The wisdom of this farmer is in recognizing that situations are neither good nor bad. They just are. We don't have enough insight. We haven't lived long enough to be capable of accurately judging a situation as good or bad, as fortunate or misfortunate. It just is what it is. If you've ever listened to Jody Moore's podcast, Better Than Happy, then you have heard her say that circumstances are neutral. And in one of her episodes, she talked about the 50-50 principle. That in every situation, there's going to be about 50% of it that's good, great, you love it, and about 50% of it that's stuff, yeah, you don't really care for in any situation. This perspective is so helpful for me in differentiating between the old belief that, well, if problems come up, then it must be that I'm doing something wrong. Understanding that there's going to be about 50% good and 50% bad in any situation helps me with my new empowered perspective that I can be doing everything right and there will still be problems. I want to give three quick real-life examples of this. One came just from my church meetings this weekend, and the woman who was speaking told the story that once all of her children started school, she felt inspired that she wanted to go back to school herself and get a degree to work with teens with anxiety, depression, addictions. And she worked really hard, she took classes, she wrote essays, and she applied and did not get accepted to the program that she wanted. So then she started to question, well, maybe she hadn't really been inspired to pursue that path. And then in her talk, she shared a story. And since this is church and in my church, we study the Book of Mormon. She told a story from the beginning of the Book of Mormon about a prophet named Nephi, who God commanded to travel back to his home country to get records of his people, basically get the journals. And It took him three tries and a lot of problems came up that he had to solve in order to finally get the records. Now, it's interesting. God commanded him to do this and to go back. So why didn't God just make it easy for Nephi to just grab the plates, not run into any problems and dash back to his family? Well, that's not the way that life works. If we didn't have problems to solve, then we would not be human and we would atrophy. We would have no heart muscle, nor would we have any backbone. The woman went on to say that later she heard of another program, and she applied and got accepted, and it turned out that it's even better for her. Sometimes problems are just problems. They're just situations that need to be resolved. But what's kind of magical about problems is that often the process of resolving problems opens the door to greater opportunities. The second real-life example I want to share here is a couple of weeks ago, I talked about our experience with our daughter being a newly diagnosed type 1 diabetic. So is this a bad thing or a good thing that she is now diabetic? I'm not diabetic, So there are some good things about not being diabetic. One good thing is I don't have to measure my food. I can put anything in my mouth without thinking. The bad thing is I don't have to measure my food. I can put anything in my mouth without thinking. Sure, she has to measure out all of her food and she can't just put anything in her mouth without thinking. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? We had several doctors tell us that a lot of diabetics are healthier because they follow the eating and lifestyle habits that the rest of us should follow. Also, her stomach is pretty red and pockmarked from giving herself injections, and sometimes her alarm wakes her up in the middle of the night. Also, she has a whole new community of awesome friends and support. So what's good and what's bad? It isn't. It's just situations. It is what it is. It's all 50-50. There are going to be some good things and some bad things, and sometimes the bad things can be good and the good things can be bad. It all depends on attitude, right? Perspective. Or it's just all neutral. You just do what you need to do. All right, the third real life example. So... My sister has an opportunity to move across the country and we were talking and she was saying, we just don't know if this is the right choice to move our family. There are all of these complications that make us feel like it's the wrong decision. And as we were talking through this, it was good to remember that a problem is nothing more than a complicated situation, a thing that is challenging. So problems coming up, complicated situations coming up don't mean that a decision is right or wrong. Either situation, you are going to choose a different set of problems. So staying where she is, you know, not moving, not uprooting the family. There are going to be some good things about that situation and some bad things, or really they're just all neutral things. It's just one set of circumstances. Or deciding to move, uprooting the family, new job, new life, new opportunities, there's going to be some good things and some bad things, or really, they're not either good or bad. They're just neutral. It's just a different set of circumstances. Problems coming up don't mean that a decision is right or wrong. Any situation we choose is going to present a unique set of problems and challenges. So the key is choosing the set of problems and challenges that we want. And this leads us into number three, being able to discern between high quality and low quality problems. I saw a little video on social media this week that really illustrates this example. And the video said, think about the African desert. And every morning, a lion wakes up. And every morning, a gazelle wakes up. And what is the difference between the lion and the gazelle? Well, the lion is going to spend its day running after what it wants, which happens to be the gazelle. And the gazelle is going to spend its day running away from what it doesn't want, which is to be eaten by the lion. And the video shows the images of the lion chasing and the gazelle running away, and as soon as the lion stops, the gazelle stops. And then as soon as the lion starts running, the gazelle starts running. The lion stops, the gazelle stops. And you get the message that the gazelle has no purpose but to escape the lion and is going to spend all day outrunning its problem. Not all problems are created equal. We have growth problems and barrier problems. We have power problems that are actually the challenges that move us forward, that help us get what we are going for. But we have fear problems that hold us back and that just cause us to run away. It all comes down to living in proactive mode or reactive mode. Both modes have problems. The difference is that in proactive mode, you are choosing your problems, and you're generally choosing higher quality problems that propel you toward growth. This is super important because we tend to think that a right decision means that everything is going to be smooth, that it will fall into place beautifully, and then when we run into a hitch, our brain starts to panic that we didn't make the right decision. But right decisions open doors to problems just like bad decisions lead to problems. The difference is, one is a set of problems that you are deliberately choosing because it's something that you want, something that you are going for, and those are the kinds that we prefer. The other set of problems are the lower quality problems. Those are the problems that arise from trying to outrun your problems, from trying to resist problem solving. And resisting problem-solving doesn't mean that you're not going to have problems. Problems will always catch up with you. Remember, whatever you resist persists. There is not a realistic option to have a life with problems or a life without problems. That's not an option on the human table the only options are really this set of problems or this other set of problems. And this is true for any circumstance. Think about if you're single and you wanna be married and you think being married is going to solve all of your problems. Well, really getting married, you're just exchanging one set of problems for another set of problems or getting divorced. Maybe you think getting divorced is going to solve all of your problems and really, Getting divorced, you're just changing one set of problems for another set of problems. And it's not that any of these circumstances are right or wrong or more right than the other situations. It's really just about what we choose. Any situation we choose is going to come with a unique set of problems because we remember that problems aren't problems, they're just situations that need to be solved. Shifting from our old perspective of problems are bad, problems mean that I'm doing something wrong, I don't want to have problems, the goal in life is to solve all of my problems so that I don't have any more. The shift from that old thinking to the new perspective of problems are good, problems are growth opportunities. And problems can be an indication that I'm doing everything exactly right, that I am growing, that I am working through resolving one set of problems in order to open the door to greater opportunities, and yes, that will mean a new set of problems, but work through those problems and you open the door to a greater opportunity of problems. And that is how we grow. And that's really our goal for life, is that we want to be working through sets of problems, continually upgrading to higher quality problems. Solve this set so that we can move on The warning bell goes off when we are stuck in the rut of recycling the same old problems, the same old relationship issues, the same old health issues, the same things over and over again. That means we're not really solving those problems because when we truly solve a problem, it will move us up and open the door to have higher quality problems. So what do you think? How do you feel? What is your perspective now about the problems that you're facing in your life? When we remember that, number one, our brains need problems to solve. Problems are the foundation of human growth and experience. Then our perspective toward problems becomes empowering and we can actually approach problems feeling energized and up to the challenge. Number two, when we understand that problems are just situations, they're neutral, they're neither good nor bad, then we can take a more rational, logical, more powerful approach to solving the problem and moving on without getting all tangled up in the drama of the issue. And number three, when we can discern power problems from fear problems, when we can discern lower quality from higher quality problems, then we can make sure to focus on getting out of old problem ruts and make sure that we are progressing upward through a series of higher quality problems. I hope that this episode has given you a new attitude, a new power perspective about your approach to problems this is Malia Warner. Thank you for listening. I'm so excited for the rest of this month and introducing a new 2021 season. Remember, if you're looking for an awesome gift for the busy mom in your life, that an audible membership or copy of Lies of the Magpie will give her something fun and hearty to read or to listen to over the holidays. As always, be safe, stay healthy, and I will meet you back here for another great episode of the Power Principles, Power Perspective, Power Podcast. Until then, bye-bye.